Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to press connect. flesh and shake up and down. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. All right, welcome in. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. We sent Judd down to Fort Myers, Florida. Not expecting, we, we booked that trip a month, month and a half ago, uh, not expecting coronavirus to be sweeping the nation and all of the ramifications across the sports world. And so, Joe, we'll bring you in. Uh, Rami and I are sit, sitting here hanging out in studio, and uh, you had a sit-down earlier today with Derek Falvey, and, and you guys did get into coronavirus's effect on the Twins and the Twins' schedule. But the big breaking news that just came down less than 15 minutes ago and this is, we're all in uncharted territory here. This is all very much unprecedented. There are no real recent examples. I mean, you probably have to go back to World War II to find, like, full-on cancellations of sports and sports leagues. The NCAA tournament, both for the men and the women, will be played in front of no audience, no fans, only essential family and employees. Uh, media might not be allowed at the NCAA tournament. And I have a feeling there's all kinds of other things, including... Universities, the University of Minnesota, uh, shutting down all in-person class sessions for the rest of the year, online classes only. And I have a feeling this is just the tip of the iceberg here, gentlemen. But I'll throw it to you guys. I mean, when you saw this NCAA tournament news come across, I think we could all kind of see that type of thing coming. But I'm having a hard time mentally processing it now that it's actual news. So I'm going to go in this direction because today the talk around the twins of course has been about the fact that um, the governor of washington has said uh in three counties there including the one in which uh, t-mobile park where the mariners play is located there can't be gatherings of more than 250 people which means the twin second series of the year which is in early april in seattle almost certainly is going to have to be played elsewhere but i'll go here forget about that i think we are on the precipice now with the panic and decisions being made of the MLB season not starting on time. Yeah, I think I think we're very close to the hockey playoffs and basketball playoffs being shortened. This is if this continues to trend in this direction, the last thing that we're going to be concerned about is stuff like, well, I wonder if you can play in Peoria, Arizona, and it's going to be a full on no. Games are canceled. Games aren't being played because is travel safe now? It's weird too, because throughout the course of our lifetime or at least mine and i was covering the wild and vancouver canucks series in the uh, playoffs you guys in 2003 and that was the height of the sars fears right 
And SARS was uh, rampant in Vancouver, and there was a lot of concern about SARS, but it never got to be like this. So today we're concerned about where our game's going to be played and our fans going to be allowed in. The next step is, oh, games aren't going to be played. And I'm surprised that the Twins played today. They're supposed to play Baltimore tomorrow evening here at Hammond Stadium. I'm not going to be shocked if that game is canceled. Because when you think about all the events being canceled and basically trying to uh, keep a cap on the amount of people in stadiums, venues, theaters, sports is probably the worst. So the next step now is just flat-out cancellations of games and seasons being backed up and or shortened. Yeah, that's exactly what I said when this news broke during Purple Daily about a half an hour ago, Judd. When when they first changed the guidelines in terms of media accessibility and how you guys were allowed to interact or have access to the athletes in the locker rooms, I think a lot of us in this industry went, well, the next step is playing these games in, in front of nobody with empty arenas. And I think some people rolled their eyes or thought that that was a crazy notion. Well, now we're there, and I think that the next logical step here, and I don't have any expertise in virology or how these how these things spread or what's the best way to react, but uh-huh. apparently experts are telling these guys who have, these people I should say, who have a lot of money on the line, the NCAA does not want to stop fans from attending the NCAA tournament. I see people upset with this move, calling them idiots, saying this is stupid and it's an overreaction. I don't know how you can say that when you don't have access to even a fraction of the information that these people are being fed from experts in the field of viruses, of disease, and how it's contained and how it's how it's stopped or vice versa, how it's spread and what we can do to stop it. I don't know how you could criticize this move or say it's an overreaction. And I'm telling you, Judd, I, I'm 100%. I agree with you that the next step that we're going to see or that we might see, unless there's some kind of some kind of solution to this or at least containment of this in the near future, is you're going to see games canceled and leagues pushing their entire calendars back. Exactly. And and the thing, too, about this to keep in mind, especially when it comes to sports, sports often has things go sort of wrong, right? There, there's things that have to be adjusted and changed. But if you think about those things, ordinarily, the sport controls that. So the sport can say, okay, we can't play on Tuesday, but we'll play on Wednesday. Sports people, and I don't blame them because it's big, big business, love to dictate things, right? This is one they can't. They have no control. The only thing they can do is go to the experts and say, what should we do? Yeah. And whatever the experts tell them, they have to do. So you can't just say, ah, this corona thing, I don't think so. We're past that point now. And so for one of the few times, MLB, NBA, Hockey 2, MLS, they are at the mercy of the CDC and the experts. And they can, I'm sure, chime in, but yeah. they don't control this one bit, Phil. I mean, I, I just want I I just want to go closed circuit to anyone who thinks leagues are overreacting. And if you're just joining us off the top of the show, you will hear from Derek Falvey and Judd and Derek Falvey will get into other things besides coronavirus's impact. But that but the to, I feel like today is this to this point anyway, this culmination of the last few weeks here in this country and all the speculation on how coronavirus is going to impact the sports world. We've reached a peak point, and I don't think we've reached the peak point. I think this is only going to continue to escalate. And for anybody out there who thinks that leagues are overreacting, let's switch into a logical mode here, okay? The death rate of coronavirus appears to be, based on the data we have right now around the world, 
the the death rate of coronavirus appears to be 10 to 15 times higher than the flu. All right. So the goal should be, and by the way, it is highly contagious, highly transferable. The goal should be to slow the transmission of the virus as much as possible. If the three of us were sitting here in this room, and Jonathan, if the four of us were sitting here in this room and said, all right, our goal is to do the opposite, okay? To spread this disease as fast as possible. And we have to come up with a playbook to spread this disease, as uh, this virus, as fast as possible. You know what you would do? You'd put ten to fifteen to fifty thousand people at a time inside buildings like arenas and stadiums, and say, "Go get them." You'd roll a ball out, and you'd have everyone sweating and breathing on each other in close quarters. And so, like to me, it's only logical if you're trying to prevent the spread and the exponential spread of a virus. Don't put twenty and fifty thousand people in the same place at the same time from different parts of the country, potentially like you would see in the NCAA tournament. I mean, just from that perspective alone, this is a no-brainer. And it drives me nuts that, that people without any information are we're overreacting. No, this is not an overreaction. This is unprecedented. And I get that we're in sort of a heightened period in 2020 of pitchforks and people do overreact, but this is this is the prudent thing to do, Judd. And it's it's sports too, guys, right? I mean, as much as we love sports, can you really justify being like, well, it's sports, so it should fly in the face of what the CDC and experts and doctors are saying? You know, it's the most, okay, yeah, I love sports. I like going to sports. But if people are getting sick by doing it or, or you're even taking that risk, and, you know, keep in mind, I am Mr. Cautious, but it's not worth it. And so, yeah, I have, I ha- it's scary and nobody likes it, and yes, I would like life to be normal as possible because that's me. But the reality is, when you have when you have sports leagues being told by people, "Don't do this, cancel games, move games," it's no time to say, "Yeah, you know, I'm not really an expert, but I'm a big sports fan, so let's just play it." Yeah, this is wild, man. This is this it's is, scary. This is it's, crazy. It's flat, it's flat Dude, out it scary. I'm like, I'm, I'm like sort of shaking right now. It's like it's hard Guys, to process all this. I'm supposed to get in an airplane and come home on Friday. There's a fighting chance there might not be planes taken off by Friday. I don't know. I mean, is being in a sardine can during what could be uh, or is on the precipice of being a pandemic a good idea? Declan has a, has a trip planned for Mexico. And for my own selfish purposes, because I don't want him coming back and getting me sick, I, I told him, dude, don't go. Like if you, I mean, yeah. if Declan gets sick, whatever. But I don't want him coming back and getting me sick. I was like, how important is it that Ronnie, you? Ronnie. How important is it that you go to Mexico? Really? I mean, you can go to Mexico some other time, man. And Mexico's like, not going anywhere. Also, how can you? So I, I have a Vegas trip planned for a friend's birthday party in like three or four weeks. No. I'm almost certainly canceling it. No, because like not even if even if let's say the the risk of actually getting you know seriously ill is low or whatever. How are you supposed to go to Mexico or Vegas in the next month or month and a half and not just constantly be thinking about the people that you're around and the things that you're touching? Like, I can't unplug The buffets are closed, too, Phil. So, I mean, let's be honest. No buffets. There's no incentive to go to Vegas. That'll absolutely be on my mind this weekend. I know we've got a couple cases here in Minnesota, but it'll absolutely be on my mind this weekend at Allianz Field. Yeah, I believe we're up to five cases in Minnesota. And still, by the way, no word yet. I mean, it's possible. We're only sitting here on Wednesday. You know, in terms of Minnesota United playing their home opener this weekend, it's possible that, that there's going to be no fans in the in the stadium at all, if not the game being canceled or postponed altogether. I just said, real quick, we're going to get into Judd's conversation with Derek Falvey here 
uh, in a second. And we're going to have all kinds more updates as they come in on coronavirus's impact on the sports world and Minnesota. But just the, 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 the list of things that have come out today, the NCAA announced the men's and women's tournaments will be held without fans starting uh, next week. The Twins and Mariners aren't going to play. That's the second series of the season for the Twins. supposed to be played in Seattle. It's not going to be played in Seattle. They don't know where it's going to be played yet. Possibly Peoria, Arizona, which is where the Mariners have spring training. Uh, The University of Minnesota has canceled all in-person classes across all five campuses in the state starting this Monday. Penn State has closed its arena to fans for this Saturday's Big Ten hockey semifinal game against the Gophers. Uh, Chicago canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade next week. The Ivy League canceled all sports, period, across the board. The Ivy League, by the way, there's a few smart people making decisions in the Ivy League, and they've canceled all sports. Up in their ivory towers, Mackie. <laughs> well, it, listen, if you, if, they, if you think you can get coronavirus in an ivory tower, then uh, what happens to Big Ten territory? <laughs> So um, let's let's roll tape here, though. Judd, you sat down earlier today with with Derek Falvey, and you guys talked. If you want the full full thirty minute conversation, Vikings or I should say Ventline, go to the Ventline feed on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. But let's uh, let's play about ten minutes of Judd's conversation with Derek Falvey here. Jonathan, you go ahead and roll it. Derek Falvey, Twins president of baseball operations, kind enough to uh, take some time here. Let me ask you this: When you went, uh, when you were a little, little guy, and you were dreaming about, I don't know, being in baseball somehow, probably first as a player, uh, no question. But then you, but then you transitioned to executive and thought, I want to be a baseball executive. And you went to school, and I'm sure you took a bunch of classes aimed at, you know, getting you up to speed. Did you ever take the class on what happens when a potential pandemic hits your sport? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have that uh, that training in my repertoire. I need to lean on some other people for guidance in that space. That's for sure. What is so so? We saw the the ruling passed. I think it was throughout the state of Washington now, but certainly in Seattle, no more than two hundred fifty people in one place at one time. Your second series against the M's. As of right now, and and as I said at the top of the broadcast, this is fluid, so yeah, it no could question. change. Uh, while we're talking about this, but what is the situation now for that series as far as alternatives? Yeah, so we've we've spoken with Major League Baseball, and uh, and and they've been great about keeping us um, informed as as everyone's informed as the, as you said, fluid situation changes. Major League Baseball is certainly working on potential plans for all teams, not just ours, certainly, uh, in in all states where things could change in terms of game venues or otherwise. Obviously, that ruling just happened. I would anticipate we'll have a a much better sense of the alternatives as the day goes on. But Mm -hmm. right now, Dave St. Peter, me, uh, and a few others are in contact with Major League Baseball, and they'll give us some guidance here in the short term. I guess the one question that Twins fans would probably have is, is there is there part of the plan or the potential plan that could move this series if the weather cooperates? And sure, that's a big if uh, that could move this series to Target Field. I, I think any uh, potential option is on the table right now, as I understand it. They just don't want to rule anything out before ruling anything in. Uh, so I would say that that's all being discussed at this point. But I, it would be um, it would probably inappropriate for me at this point without knowing any real specifics. Uh, what they're thinking about. I'm sure there's some alternate venues that are also being explored in the event games would need to be moved. What is this like to, because this, this one's weird, certainly things happen in sports that are off schedule, right? Yeah, and yeah. you guys have to adjust constantly. But ordinarily, the league or the team, in this case the Twins, sort of are in control, so you might adjust, but it's your adjustment. 
What's this like to, for lack of a better term, sort of lose control? Because you don't, you can't tell the CDC, ah, come on. Yeah. What What's it like to... I don't know if feel helpless is the right word, but it certainly feels like we all feel helpless right now. Yeah, I would say that, you know, from where I sit, there's kind of a personal and professional interaction there, right? Uh, On the personal side, uh, you know, you're focused on how do you make sure you keep as many people um, healthy as possible. There's a lot of good recommendations around the best way to just limit the transfer of virus that I think we're all trying to make sure we take take care of. But to your point about the uh, helplessness part is there are a lot of unknowns. I think we wake up every morning and flip on our favorite news website or otherwise to try and learn a little bit more about what's going on and there is new information every day i think based on where i sit uh we just need to take the guidance of the professionals and and try and engage in as many as possible try and drown out some of the noise because there's a lot of noise out there about this but (laughs) you think in the day uh, the day and age of cable television and (laughs) and guys like me there's a lot of noise (laughs) there's a little bit of noise so uh what i try to do is uh separate fact from fiction as best we can and then adjust how much do you try to prepare to? Be, because sports uh, executives and players and teams always talk about trying to stay in, in the now and not get ahead of themselves. But, I mean, do you in some conference or talk about what if we can't play 162? I mean, does that, uh, for, for the job that you have, yeah. does that occur to you? Do you think about that, or does that go beyond? Your yeah, definitely. I, I would say that uh, when I look at our team, I want Josh Donaldson and Jose Barrios and those guys to focus on the now. My job is to keep an eye on the now for sure, but also think a few steps ahead. And and uh, we we are always thinking about what could change. I mean, even to the point of, as you mentioned, we're opening our series on the West Coast and, and a couple markets that have been uh, certainly impacted uh, more recently. And so even just thinking about if we were playing those games somewhere else, how would we travel there? What would that look like? When would we leave? You know, if there's an adjustment to those schedules and it's uh, and it's back in Minnesota, how how does that change our last week of camp? Things like that. So, it, to the best of our abilities, we try and prepare for it, and then and then adjust as we get to learn more actual, real information. Is your sense that players are concerned, or or are, are they so hyper focused on what they do? that you guys sort of take care of the concern and they just go about their business? I think it's that. I think it's the the, the latter there, that we make sure that uh, the players can focus on baseball. I think every day they're coming in, they're doing their work. Uh, they're certainly attentive to the news, and we're keeping them engaged. Taylor Rogers is our uh, our representative on our club uh, from the for the Players Association. So from a union standpoint, with Major League Baseball, everything's coordinated right now. I think the focus has just been on, hey, let's limit transfer of any type of um, hand-to-hand contact or otherwise that that does increase the likelihood Which of Which in sports, by the way, not easy. <laughs> not easy. Not easy at These all. These guys are constantly high-fiving and doing things that probably are are germaphobe's worst nightmare. Exactly right. I would say when you're around a clubhouse and around a team a lot, you do see a lot of that. So to the extent we just remind guys to do more, you know, puts hand sanitizers more accessible everywhere, making sure guys are washing their hands, things like that. We're doing what the general public's doing, too. That's the best of our abilities. On to baseball stuff. Yeah. Spring training has gone blank so far. Oh, I, I think it's gone uh, outside of what we just talked about. I think it's gone. I think it's gone from well. what you can control. Yes, spring right. training has gone. I think it's gone well. I think it's gone really well. We, we everything has been your focus. I know people talk about this, and again, not to make light of the previous situation, we talk about health uh, and more player health in terms yeah. of muscles and, and and you know and ligaments and things like that. All in all, I think we've gone mostly according to plan here. You know, here uh, dings and dents here and there, but most guys are progressing as expected. So that's our focus while we're here get guys ready for the season keep them as healthy as possible uh byron buxton Derek, how has done it because 
Here's the thing that I can't figure out sometimes about you guys. My reporter senses used to say, if a player's not playing yet or not on schedule, there was usually a setback that the team didn't want to talk about. But you guys, and I think this is not just the Twins now, I think this is where sports is going, are so big into rest and recovery and being careful. And my sense with Byron is... Once you get him out there, you don't want to have to take him off the field exactly. again. So where is he at in the recovery process? And is March 26th in Oakland a possibility for him to at least be on the 26th man? Yeah, so I would say a couple of things on that. He, we progressed him with the idea that he would be playing in games sometime in early March. That was our target date uh, when, we, when, we had the, when the surgery was done, really, and even when we got to the late portion of October and set, set the course on an off-season plan. So that, that, nothing has changed in that light. He had a live BP session yesterday, looked great, came out of it feeling great. The key sometimes isn't what happens then, how do you feel the next day. Sure. And so he came in in a good spot, feels good, progressing well. So I would say we're probably a little on the conservative end relative to maybe what that timeline was for beginning of March games. But he's, he's pretty close to that now. Now, with respect to the 26th, our view of it is let's see how the next – six to seven days go then we'll see how the next six to seven fortunately we don't have to make that call until the 26th if he's a few days behind we'll know that but mm-hmm. I, I feel he's tracking pretty close to the 26th if not maybe just behind it ideal amount of at-bats here for him to play at the start of the regular season yeah i think you know ideal most people would say something around or north of say 20 at the you know plate appearances in total um i think about marwin gonzalez came into camp a little bit late last year i think he had somewhere in the mid-20s of plate appearances obviously that's not health related but just meant the time when he came into camp i you know it depends on the guy i i, I think you need to assess each individual on his own he's seeing a lot of pitching that's the thing that people don't necessarily realize is they they look up the stat sheet and see the plate appearances is in the game, yep. but in the cages, high-speed velocity machines, tracking pitchers in bullpens, you're seeing a lot of pitches, and then now, with the live BP yesterday and progressing to more on-field hitting, uh, he'll get more of those repetitions. So we try and replicate as much of game activity as we can behind the scenes, if possible. The million-dollar question regarding Byron Buxton. Once he's out there, how do you keep him there? And I talked to him yep. a couple of days ago, and he said, and, and I think he did this on his own, he said that he watched film of guys like Hunter, Griffey, and Kiermeyer collide with a fence and said the one thing that Kiermeyer does really well is launches himself off of two feet instead of going headlong off of one foot. But how much do you guys talk about this? Because this guy's talent level, and Rocco actually talked about this a couple of days ago, It it's not that he's Mike Trout, but when... Byron Buxton can play. He's a nightmare. And he brings a skill set that I think is very unbaseball like. I think it's more like um like in football where a guy can play receiver yeah. or running back. So how much do you guys talk about, and how do you keep him on the field? Yeah, I, I would say all those things. I mean, at the front end of it, we did talk before uh, the, the offseason began about watching how other guys go. Obviously, he has direct access and personal access to Tory Hunter you know, in our organization sure. and talks to him about that. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer has some relationship with I'm sure he's asked him some questions along the way, and I remember last year him having a conversation with Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, at one point about this. So I think that... Anytime a player goes through his career and deals with the adversity he's dealt with and from an injury standpoint, it's, it, you have to have, you have to learn. You have to grow. You have to develop. He's in a much better headspace around understanding exactly what you just discussed. 
he's going to play the game at full tilt, and that's what makes him the player you just described. I know, you know that unique. This is the conundrum. character right on the field. Absolutely, that just does something different than everybody else. We don't want to take that away from him, but at the same time, we do recognize the best things we can do to prepare him to stay on the field more. That's going to be important to us. All right, that was uh, that was just a, a portion of Judd's thirty-minute sit-down with Derek Falvey. You can find the full interview on the Ventline podcast feed, wherever you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app. And Judd, the the Buxton stuff is interesting because it's it sounds like Derek Falvey agrees with everything we've been saying. It's just all right, we all agree. You don't want to stunt his ability to be an awesome defensive center fielder, but you'd like him on the field more often. And so, not that they're shrugging their shoulders, but there's only so much you can do. It sounds like. Yeah, and I think, you know, they've come to the conclusion that they'll talk to him. They certainly, I think, would like to see him go into fewer fences. But this, as you were just saying, Phil, comes back to the conversation that the three of us had a couple days ago, which is, can you tell him not to do it? Absolutely. No, you can't. In fact, example today that Rocco was asked about and rolled his eyes a bit, and I think it was in the same vein. Max Kepler today, early in the game against the Braves here at Hammond Stadium, made a great diving catch. I'll repeat a great diving catch. It's a spring training game. Does Rocco Baldelli want Max Kepler, who's had some problems in the past year or so, diving for a ball and and laying out like he did? He sort of winked and rolled his eyes and said, you can't stop a guy from trying, but this gets back to the conversation of, you know, what's smart, what's too much, and what's just a guy's athletic, competitive nature and ability to make plays. And so that's the Buxton thing. And, and I think we are now to the point of where, where a year ago it was, can Byron Buxton hit and stay healthy? And is Byron Buxton good? I think we have now are to the point of Byron Buxton is good. Byron Buxton can hit sufficiently enough, certainly, to play and be successful in this league. So now there's one question left. And I think it's a very fair question, and I think it gets answered when Byron Buxton comes back. Can you stay on the field. Yeah. Because some guys, it just, when they get that injury prone label, and it kind of seems like bad luck. Like they just pull a muscle here, they pull a muscle there, they trip over a guy on the base pass, whatever the case might be. This is Byron Buxton doing it to himself. And yes, it's instinct. Yes, it's muscle memory. And he's just reacting in the moment. But at the same time, at the end of the day, there is something that Byron Buxton could do to stay healthier and to be on the baseball field more often. He he controls this. He controls whether he runs into walls or not, Judd, and he's not doing himself any favors or any or doing himself a disservice, and he's not doing his team any favors with, with the way that he plays. And I get it, man. I get that that's who he is and that's how he's wired, but something has got to get through to the guy that he would be better off just letting a few baseballs fly over his head now and then. Gentlemen, the amazing thing is that the we will not really know and rejoice when it comes to Buxton until there's some game, let's say it's being played this May or June, and a baseball flies towards the wall, and Byron turns around and plays it. And at that point in time, I think you're going to say, Eureka, I'm gonna you rip, get it. I'm going to rip him. I'm going to stand up and applaud. I, I'm going to cry. Okay, what if, what if the Twins are up by one? It's, go, it's the ninth go, inning. It's the ninth inning. There's two outs. The Twins are up by one, and there's a runner on second base. He catches it. The game is over. But what if, are he, the if, he, if he catches what are the stand, it, what are the standings look like? Speed into the fence. <laughs> Where are we at in the season? What do the standings it's, look it's like? It's May. It's May. Nah, man, let it go. You're good? Yeah. We go to the 10th. Well, of course, if it's May, the game probably won't be played because right, exactly. coronavirus. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, another piece of breaking local coronavirus sports news. 
So the NCAA wrestling championships were scheduled to take place at U.S. Bank Stadium. That will still happen, but the 40,000-plus tickets that have been purchased, uh, you're going to get your money back for those, it sounds like, because there will be no fans allowed inside U.S. Bank Stadium for the NCAA wrestling championship. Can I ask a serious question in regards to, and I'm certainly not Mr. Wrestling and not a wrestling fan, but I know the sport itself. Here's a serious question. Is allowing wrestling at all right now a really good idea? But you could say the same thing about like basketball. Those guys are posting up. No, I know. Touching the no. same basketball. I I agree. I agree. Here here's my question. Tomorrow night, Wild and Golden Knights at the X. They gonna play it? <sighs> Yesterday, I would have said yes, but it's possible fans are going to be in the arena. I think the first step there is fans not allowed in the arena. Yeah, this will go in stages. Okay, and then we're going to get full that. on full on cancellations and postponements. I mean, if you look right now, Italy essentially what Jonathan they they did they cancel or have they they just postponed all of their soccer games. They right? postponed all their soccer games before the lockdown went in effect. And from what I was reading last night, there was actually talks of just canceling the rest of the season because there's only two yeah. months left of the season. Mm. So and, there's talks of canceling a very tight title race over there right now. And China, which China is is about two months. I guess, well, I, I, I don't know if we know where the U.S. is at with this just because of the lack of testing, but uh, but China postponed its pro basketball schedule for two months, and not, just now, now that they feel like it's under control to some extent, now teams are starting to practice again after a couple months. But they went full hiatus for two months. So, would um, you get, well, Judd is right now. Would you attend a game right now? Are you comfortable being around I'm, 20, I'm 30, 50,000 people? I'm good. Same here. Yeah. I'm 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 seriously and call me say I'm overreacting, say I'm causing say whatever you want. I leave my house, I come to work, I go back home. I might go to an open mic. I've cut back on my comedy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. You might go to an open mic. I'm surprised to hear you say that. And open mic's dangerous, Judd. I swear, I saw the other day a microphone with other people. Yeah, that's what I was just going to get to. I saw a brilliant idea from a comic the other day who I follow on Twitter who said. Would y'all think I was crazy if I started bringing my own mic to shows and plugging it in before I do my set and then taking it with me off stage? Yeah. And I am 100% down with that idea. Everybody go get your own mic. Dude. I mean, it's to the point where I instinctually, two or three times a week, I'll order Subway through Grubhub or whatever for lunch, get a sandwich, or you know, go to the grocery. Go, I, last night I was at, uh, that is it pronounced roti, this Mediterranean, it's like Chipotle Mediterranean Ooh, kind of a deal. I haven't tried. But now all I can think about is... <laughs> It's really Bobby. good. It's really good. But now all oh. I can think about is, all right, like who's who's delivering my food? Where have they been? Did you see that in? Uh, I think it was in China. So they have contactless delivery. So you never you never have one on one interaction with a delivery person. They come to your place of living. You've paid for it already online. They leave it outside, and on the receipt they write the name of the person who delivered it. And they and they took their temperature, so they put their temperature wow, on the receipt wow. as well. And wow! You, they just they, go get your own food. They then. leave it there. They drive away or ride off on their go bikes. Get your own amazing, food. They call you. They say your food's waiting for you outside. You go out and you grab it. That's amazing, uh, boys. Let's let's keep it right here for a little bit because well, we were we were excited and we still are. Like we're still excited to talk some football with NFL analyst from ESPN Field Yates, but. With just how much coronavirus and the impact on the sports world has exploded today, uh, we'll definitely get some football thoughts from you, Field. Thanks for calling in. But how are you? I mean, you're immersed in sports. You are a sports fan. 
Um, you know, how are you sort of processing the impact on the sports world as of as of right now? You know, I think it's interesting because there are a lot of people that are emotionally charged surrounding the decision for the NCAA tournament to not have fans in attendance at the games. And that's okay. I think you can concurrently have a strong feeling about that while also understanding that, you know, this is a significant issue. I mean, it's a health issue that we haven't seen sleep, sweep the globe in quite some time. So I know that people are disappointed there won't be fans, but I hope that many are able to take sort of a bigger picture view on a personal level. You know, I'm sitting here, most of my sports observations come through the football lens. And while this hasn't dramatically impacted the NFL as of yet, I do think it's possible that at some point in the next few days, the NFL is going to have to offer some answers about how the coronavirus could impact its own events, which most notably includes the NFL draft, which is just six weeks and a day away from taking place in Las Vegas. Yeah, I've seen, and it's purely speculation at this point, field, but that the the fanfare around the NFL draft may not may not be this year, and it may be forced into sort of just a studio type of event where the draftees are there, the commissioner would be there and giving out the handshakes, but the fans in the stands, the concerts surrounding it, all these things I would think the NFL is discussing right now have to be in jeopardy. Yeah, no question about that. They have to be in jeopardy because the NFL has to discuss it. You can't be so cavalier so as to ignore the possibilities or just imagine that in 43 days when the draft begins, what we're dealing with right now will be a thing of the past. I think we all have seen enough coverage to understand that, you know, this what we're dealing with right now is not just going to, hey, snap our fingers and be done tomorrow. This could be something we deal with for a substantial period of time. And while the draft loses some of its luster if you don't have players going through the normal events that they do go through, which um, is a seminal moment in their life. You know, I think ultimately, as I was just saying with the NCAA tournament, they have to remember that like the spirit of the draft is a player being selected to his professional team and knowing what his next step in his football career is. And that's ultimately what these players will be most grateful for. But it could be different. You know, I know my own personal plan to go to the draft. I'm certainly keeping an eye on the possibility of that changing. But uh, for right now, the NFL is uh, certainly going through all the various details and iterations of ways they could pull this draft event together. All right, I'll do it. Be Mr. Sports Guy. TB12, Field Yates, sure. where, where do you think Tom Brady is going to sign probably next week? Yeah, you're the first person to ask me about Brady uh, since, uh, I don't know, six minutes ago. Uh, Somebody had to do it. The coronavirus stuff feels a bummer, so, you know. Sure. How about this? Is um, I I don't know that um, Tom Brady even knows right now. I really don't. Um, I think Tom Brady probably is mindful of the options, but – I don't think he knows right now what he is going to do. So when I suggest that, you know, when I, when I say my guess is that he returns to New England, it's not because I have information that leads me to believe that's anywhere close to a certainty. It's just that that's where he's been. Um, I am of the mind that of the realistic suitors based off what we've heard, 
it's the best chance for Tom Brady to win, the best chance for Tom Brady to capture a seventh Super Bowl. I feel like I've heard just about every team tossed into the Tom Brady ring, except for like the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, but yeah, I think New England, but again, I, I can't stress enough. Think, guess, believe. Uh, those are n- nothing about those should be said or should be interpreted as a certainty. I, I, I really don't know. And with now one week left until free agency technically begins, I'm not sure Tom Brady knows. Field Yates is with us here on Mackie and Judd with Rami, ESPN NFL analyst. And on the Brady front, he will be 43 years old in August for, for training camp. And I think the most fascinating thing is that we are in this uncharted territory with his age. And we have some examples of legendary quarterbacks like Brett Favre. We saw Brett Favre hit the age cliff right here in Minnesota. He was 41 years old and lying basically unconscious on the frozen turf at TCF Bank Stadium at the time. Is there any evidence at all of when Tom Brady might finally hit the the, the age cliff? Because this is we've never seen this before, Field. Yeah, it's it's. it's I'm glad, glad you brought up the Brett Favre thing because you know obviously things can go. Uh, from one direction to the other really fast. I and mean, you guys witnessed it in the span of just one season, or I guess two seasons in Minnesota, but one year to the next. Uh, Brady has shown no signs of physical decline, and I don't mean this as a disrespect to Brett, but we know that the way that Brett trained during his career is a lot different than the way that Tom has trained during his career, right? I mean, we Tom is sort of mastering, or I guess not even mastering, but promoting a, a, even you know something that – I don't even know if the TB, the TB12 method did not exist before Tom Brady's rise to prominence. So um, I don't know that Tom Brady's decline, whenever that takes place, will be as precipitous. Um, I think the most important thing to recognize, though, is that uh, simply because we haven't seen a quarterback at the age of 43 accomplish what some believe Tom Brady can still accomplish, there is a bit of risk. It's just a fact. It's, it's a risk that, you know, that Tom – uh, could have that decline, um, and why teams that I think are measuring the possibility of acquiring Tom Brady are juxtaposing that against, okay, well, if our current option or if our other option could be a 10-year solution, um, is it worth it? And the answer, in some cases, may be yes. It may be that, you know, if you want to win over the next two years, and win in the big way, as in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady may be a better option to whatever you currently have in place. The way Brett Favre looks since he retired, he should start selling the Brett Favre method he for should. those of us who are getting up there in years. <laughs> but BF4, is that what we're going to call it? BF4. <laughs> yeah, that works. BF4. I like, he seems to be having an absolute blast, though, right? I mean, like, or Brett always did. We know that much. And it seems like the, uh, you know, the post-Super Bowl, I'm sorry, post-playing career run has really treated him well as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, heck, if I if I could do anything at a high level for 20 years, um, I'd feel pretty good about myself. So, Brett, uh, the BF4 method, I'm in. Field, if Tom Brady goes elsewhere, where do you think the Patriots then turn their attention in this quarterback, free agent, and trade market? i tell you what, I don't know that I could see the team going towards a free agent that's going to cost them $25 plus million dollars per season. So I don't know if that eliminates guys like Teddy Bridgewater because I don't know how much um, for certain Teddy, uh, as an example, will make because of the fact that there are so many quarterbacks available and not as many opportunities available to start. 
as compared to most off seasons. I don't know that these quarterbacks will all make out like they hope to right now. Someone's going to get squeezed because it's not just that um, you have quarterbacks right now or you don't have enough opportunities to fill these quarterback slots. It's that like, you know, there are guys like there are teams that, you know, could potentially make a play for a quarterback, but I don't have the cap space or already have enough significant re, uh, investments on their roster at the quarterback spot where they may not be as inclined. So um, maybe if the quarterback market sort of runs its course with the first wave and there are some more obvious players beyond that, or not obvious, but there's some guys that uh, sort of rise to the top, the Patriots might look that direction, but I don't have a great grasp on it, to be honest with you guys, because it's just amazing how much um, one player's decision, in this case Tom Brady, is going to impact like really the whole league. It's not just the Patriots. It's it's really the whole league. Hey, Field, last thing for you here. Where do you think the Vikings are at in their winning cycle? Do you think, and there's still things to be decided in free agency in the draft, but assuming that Kirk Cousins is their starting quarterback this year, do you think their Super Bowl window is open still? Yeah, it is. It is, and it, but it's winning time now, right? Because um, you know the, the Vikings have danced the tightrope dance with the salary cap for a while now, and that's because you've got a lot of good players, right? And I think their postseason last year is sort of a, a perfect description of what makes the NFL unique um, any given Sunday, right? They went the one game that uh, this is, is not going to apply to the Twin Cities area, but like the one game where we're all certain was going to go a certain way in Wild Card Weekend was the Saints thrashing the Vikings at home. That uh, didn't happen, obviously. Um, so, you know, and then, then a week later, not even a week later, they go to San Francisco and they are no match. So um, I think it's fair to say that the Vikings window is still very much open. They're going to have some difficult creativity things to navigate. Anthony Harris probably is going to end up uh, signing a big deal elsewhere, just given the marketplace. Um, but the core is very, very good. Coaching staff is excellent. And, you know, Kirk just needs to be steady. I know that sometimes it's um, a tired narrative of making everything about Kirk Cousins' play, but they didn't pay him the money they paid him for him to not be a guy that could carry them when they need it. Football. That's Field Yates, ESPN NFL analyst. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, make sure you wash your hands, Field. Make sure you wash your hands. Sounds good, guys. Will do. Take care. You as well. All right. Uh, that was fun having him on. I was, I mean, I, I'm still pumped. Tomorrow we're going to have Mike Sando on, and we'll speculate more on free agency and get his thoughts on Kirk Cousins. Is that how we'll say goodbye to everybody from now on? Wash your hands. Go wash your hands now, bud. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah. Especially, like, especially like, you, no guy. dog. Yeah. <laughs> Field Jay, just like, yeah, you buffoon, of course I'm washing my hands. He's, uh, he's actually soaking his whole body Field right and I we'll disagree, though. I'll say that. Field and I disagree. On which part? I think the winning cycle is uh, basically shown itself to be uh, be to be largely done if you if you are talking about a championship. Yeah. I want to see what because they have so many moves yet to make here, and we'll see how many of them they decide to make. The draft is coming up, and I think I, I want to reserve that judgment until the the first part of May, last part of April. I, I just want to see. Listen, they've gotten really creative in the past without much cap space. Can they get creative again? Can they do enough? Even if they keep Kirk Cousins, I just next week is going to be really interesting for the future of the Vikings, and uh, we'll have you covered here on Score North. We've got 
I don't know if you've heard, the only daily year-round Viking show in the Twin Cities that would be Purple Daily with Matthew Collar. The last couple days, Rami has filled in with Courtney Cronin. You can find that 2 to 4 o'clock weekdays on Score North and the Score North app. And also on Apple, Spotify. Did my first draft sim today. Oh, yeah? First ever draft With sim. Courtney R. Draft That's Scout? That's right. Yes, sir. That's up at the uh, Score North app if you want to go and check it out. Right on. I think I did well for my first venture. Did you guys do all seven rounds? I did all seven rounds. This man went Randy Mock 4.0. Yeah. All seven Football. rounds. Football. Well, somebody had to since Randy Mock 4.0 remains a mystery. Uh, yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> Still don't know who he drafted. I got Phil's. Oh, no, I, I got Phil's back on this one, man. He can't sell Thank advertising you. time. No, on the I, show. I'm not ripping Phil for this. I'm just saying we still don't know who he was going to take for the Vikings because he sold a spot that we didn't know about. No, we we do know. You just have to pay twenty nine ninety nine a month or whatever it is for the year subscription. Then why does he draft something? Just keep tweeting account. Randy. I think I think I think that's him <laughs> trying to log in maybe to his Twitter account. Is that his password? He literally just keeps tweeting Randy. That that's, probably is his password. <laughs> And then yesterday, Why would his password be anything other than Randy or football in all caps? <laughs> yesterday he tweeted 696969. And this is the entirety of the tweet. Bernie Sanders, and Sanders was with an apostrophe S. It was S-A-N-D-E-R apostrophe S. <laughs> you know, those apostrophes are hard to know when to use them, Rami, so <laughs> let's the cut the guy some slack. The other day. <laughs> exactly. Good God. I mean, are you really going to get in a punctuation war with Randy from Cottage Grove? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fight you don't want to pick. You know what? Right? You guys are right. Write that down predictions coming up in 15 minutes here on the show. We'll keep you posted. It's been just a huge day of news on the coronavirus front as it pertains to the sports world. The NCAA tournament will play men's and women's without fans. So we'll keep you posted on those things. But let's talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, Luther Brookdale Toyota. Now, what did I have on on the old Apple CarPlay that turns my car basically into a smartphone connecting it to my iPhone uh, I was listening to a couple different podcasts. You can just tap on the Apple Podcast app, or you can tap on the Score North app and listen to uh, your favorite sports conversations. Any audio app you have on your phone pops up, and uh, it'll uh, it'll give you everything you have on your phone. So stop in, corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, if you want to find out just how great this place is and how great some of these new 2020 models are, the upgraded safety features, and uh, also... Just the, the the fact that some of these cars have the the, the Toyotas are so durable that eighty uh, percent of the cars that were on the road twenty years ago are still on the road today. It's a combination of the cars and the service. So again, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, six ninety four and Brooklyn Boulevard. Also, Dale Tondrick is here to help you guys plan for retirement. Now, let's be honest. The market has taken an absolute bath in the last couple of weeks here with coronavirus. These are trying times. If you are looking at your long-term investment portfolio, it's probably not too pretty. And that's why you need somebody, a steady hand like a Dale Tondra, to help you navigate, to help make sure, okay, should we pivot to this? Should we change our strategy? Should we hold steady? And Dale offers that kind of advice on a daily basis. He builds face-to-face relationships and and he will just make sure that you and your family are set up right going forward when it comes to retirement. So you can find more about Dale Tondrick services at myinvestingcoach.com. That's myinvestingcoach.com. And again, whether it's help with the climate of the economy or whether it's help with tax ramifications or maybe there's two different paths when it comes to retirement. Maybe you're not sure what your your target date for retirement should be. 
maybe maybe you can actually retire earlier than you think because that happens sometimes where oh maybe I'll retire when I'm 65. Well, actually, if you've been doing this and this and this correctly, you could have retired when you were 62 or 63. So in times like these where volatility is uh, all over the place and the markets are fluctuating or in the last couple of weeks just going in the wrong direction, it really helps to have a guy like Dale Tondrick, Tondrick Wealth Management, Tondrick Wealth Management website, MyInvestingCoach.com. That's MyInvestingCoach.com. Mackie and Jeb with Rami here from the TCL Studios. Jonathan here with the Score North download. You can listen and win with the free Score North mobile app. Prizes up for grabs this month include three equalizer wedges and a precision milled forged putter courtesy of Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company, a $200 gift card to Best Buy and more. Download the free Score North mobile app. Register your app and listen to your favorite Score North content, and you could be a winner. Viking Safety Anthony Harris, who's set to be a free agent here in just about a week's time, was on Get Up this or on Good Morning Football this morning, and was talking about how he's preparing free age for free agency. Saying, "I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, I've been patient. You know, I've been building it up for a while. Um, just kind of keeping my head down, trying to put myself in this moment. So now that it's here, I'm trying to enjoy it and just let it come. You know, mm. off season, home training, working out." Um, trying to keep my body right, hanging with family, and just trying to avoid the stress and just have a good time. That's been your score on our download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right, thank you. Write that down. Predictions coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Judd down in Fort Myers, Florida, and he's been doing wonderful work covering all things Twins baseball and also coronavirus's effect on the Twins. We already know that their second series of the season, originally scheduled to be played at Seattle at the end of March, Will not be played at Seattle. We don't know where it's going to be played. Possibly Peoria, Arizona. Possibly not at all by then, just depending on the trajectory of this. Um, but Judd, what has been sort of, you know, did the Twins play a game earlier today at Hammond Stadium? 3-2 loss to the Braves, and you know what? God bless the Braves. They brought an A lineup, boys. And did, well, my question is, did fan, are fans still showing up for Twins oh, spring yeah. training games? Or, okay, oh, so, yeah. Okay. Nice crowd. So yeah. coronavirus has not has not scared too many of the spring training fans. No, anymore. no, but but my you know what what I continue to wait for is as events get canceled or played with no fans, is there really a compelling case to be playing exhibition baseball games? Like I <laughs> yeah. like them being Good played question. and I have no problem. I'm not I'm not um hesitant to be here. It doesn't bother me, but I mean, we are now well into spring training, so it's not like it's just starting and guys need work. Yes, it's I guess sports-wise important. But we are playing baseball games that don't count in the standings while certain games are being played in front of no fans, and I think we're about to have some games in other sports canceled. I continue to wait for tomorrow night's, as I said at the outset of today's show with you guys, game against Baltimore, which I think is supposed to be an evening start. Like, you could very easily be like, let's just bang that game and have guys come here from the Twins and work out or something. I think that's the next step is baseball is just going to say, Let's at least for a week or so abandon playing baseball games that yeah, don't count. Right, but I mean, and I but agree. No, I'm surprised we haven't gotten there yet. If you get, if you get there you. though, it's, it's to me, it's less about like the meaningless baseball games. If you decide that ten thousand people gathering for a baseball game is not worth the risk of coronavirus, but you know, like if it's a regular season game, then we're okay putting. It's just going to get to the point where we aren't holding these games, right? I agree. It doesn't, yes, doesn't matter. I think the we are. I think we are very close to somebody very soon saying, let's not bother playing these games until we're much more sure of the direction that this is going. Yeah. 
Uh, just man, I, Rami and I were talking during one of the breaks here. So we, I think all three of us use TweetDeck for our Twitter feeds. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because we're nerdy media people or if other people use TweetDeck. But it's just an easy way to follow what's follow along what's going on on multiple yeah. accounts. And in my feed, I don't know. I follow Judd follows like ten thousand people. How many people do you follow, Rami? Oh, I don't know. A uh, thousand. Yeah, I don't, something like that. I follow like like I, I want to say two thousand and thirty-eight. Okay, I follow like one thousand five hundred, and so like the feed is there's constantly things coming across you, the feed. Mister Picky, <laughs> I'm very selective. No fake news on my feed. Okay, no fake news. But there's probably four to six different tweets that'll be in that window at any given time, and I glance at it probably every fifteen minutes maximum throughout the day, and sometimes I'm just staring at it. I haven't looked at it once today. If I've looked at that feed 50 times today, all 50 times, there's been at least one coronavirus-related tweet in there. It has just completely taken over the social media news cycle. It has taken over the TV news cycle. Uh, It's just pretty amazing. And I don't know. I think if you're listening to us right now, I'd love to just see some tweets and hear from people. At Phil Mackey, at Rami is tweeting, at Jay Zolgad. How are you processing this? They just... Announced that the NCAA tournament is going to be played in front of no fans. We're going to get cancellations if of games, if not rest of seasons here. This is only going to continue. How do you feel about all of this? Send us a tweet. At Rami is tweeting, at Jay Zolgad, at Phil Mackey. We'd just love to hear your thoughts on it. Some people are definitely providing thoughts unsolicited in my timeline today. <laughs> I'm shocked to hear that. that. I, am, I am shocked that Twitter Some remains medical experts out there. Some, I am uh, sh- shocked that Twitter remains a cesspool of negativity, the type of which I have absolutely come to love since joining the Gram. I'm looking at a clip right now, and it's amazing. Jonathan, what team does Jurgen Klopp coach? Liverpool. So they're coming out of the tunnel for their game. Mm-hmm. And the and fans are like reaching over the side of the stands and like looking for high fives or handshakes. And he looks at a handful of fans and says, "Put your hands away, you bleeping idiot!" <laughs> oh, he's destroyed the past couple. That's right. The past couple weeks, there's been media members who've asked him about like his thoughts on the coronavirus, and he's been destroying the media members. There was one yesterday where the the media member flew in from Madrid, where they're also getting to the lockdown state and he just like destroys them. Like, why, why would you come here if this is so important? Why do you think it's okay to travel and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, he's absolutely right. Here's, and he's absolutely destroying these media people for even guys, asking him. Here's the problem too. We are, I'm sure very close to some athletes in professional sports are going to get this because that that's what they're afraid of. And we're not there yet, but that's the next step, right? So if a hockey player, basketball player, soccer player, baseball player contracts this, it changes the game because now what? What do you do at that point? Do you quarantine the whole team? Yeah, actually, I, we have a, we have a cut here. Let me find this, and then we'll get to write that down predictions. Brian Windhorst was making the rounds on ESPN this morning and said something. This is mostly about what the NBA might do, and then there's a follow up. One of the things about this, I've been told, everything is on the table. Any option that you want to bring up, whether it comes to suspending play whether it comes to moving fans from arenas, whether it comes to relocating games to neutral sites, all of that stuff is possible. The second thing that I think is key, the NBA is making decisions with the player safety number one. Because they want to protect their players, of course. But if a player were to be diagnosed with coronavirus, my feel is that the league would have to suspend operations. So they want to protect the players 
protect that situation. But there's so many moving parts here, including local governments. If the governments make this inevitable, where they say you can't, like they did have done in San Jose, it's going to be taken out of the owner's hands. And they have to come up with an action plan, and they have to decide what that's going to be. But he, he added in, he added later on on one of the other shows to, to what he just said right there. It's not just if a player contracts the virus. What if a player's wife contracts the virus? Like, well, that yeah, automatically well, starts and, a chain. And, and do you tell, and this would be damn near impossible, but if you are employing professional athletes, do you tell them you can't go to movies, you can't go to malls, I basically need you quarantined constantly unless you're playing a game for me? That's, that's how Tom Brady lives his life. I don't know why other people I mean, can. That's how I live my life. It actually is. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, then you could, perhaps you can start in right field on March 26th in Oakland, Robbie. All right, boys, we'll come back here and we'll make our weekly mostly terrible predictions and hold each other accountable. It's write that down on the other side of this. Is there I'm a lot of reckoning to come? Is there a lot of accountability this week? You had the most things come off the oh, board. Jeez, that's never good. Don't ask a question you're not ready to hear the answer to. I had a boss say that to me one time. That went well. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> I still get up in the morning and feed off that. All right. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a moment. Federated is here to do two things. Chew bubble gum and help make sure you have peace of mind as a business owner. And they're all out of bubble gum. Federated has been standing behind business owners for over 100 years, based in Owatonna, Minnesota, uh, not only is is Federated well respected as an insurance company, they're also well respected as a workplace. Two years in a row, named a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune. Star Tribune also named Jeff Fetters the top CEO for large companies in Minnesota. So just you, you see awards like that, and you can just get a feel for the culture and the respect of Federated, and they take that same culture and they apply it to your business. Find out more at FederatedInsurance.com where you can find a full list of all the industries Federated protects. Remember, Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Let's also talk again about Tondrick Financial. Tondrick Wealth Management, you know, it, look at history when it comes to taxes, for instance. Forget about the fact that market volatility is in full swing right now, and uh, the market is in a bear state, not a bull state, a bear state for the first time and I want to say a decade plus, and you need someone by your side navigating and making sure that your investments are in the right place, even if the market is in the wrong direction right now. But also in terms of taxes, you know, look at look at the swings of tax rates over the last 25 or 30 years. Uh, as recently as the 80s, we had some people subjected to a 70% tax rate. Now the highest rate is 37. It's fluctuating every election, every five to 10 years. So whether it's market volatility or tax impact, Tondrick Wealth Management is ready to help you build a plan to navigate your retirement savings. Call Dale at 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671. Or log on to myinvestingcoach.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd with Rami. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write this down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. Write it down. You like writing things down. 
It's Write That Down with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. I just got catfished hardcore. Coronavirus catfished. A little bit, little part of me wishes oh. you went to the air with that. Just a little part of me wishes well, you went to the air Hold on, don't do that because I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, here's here's the tweet from Jake Montgomery. I have no idea who this is, but it came across my timeline. Breaking. The Tampa Bay Rays announced there will be no fans in attendance at regular season games this season. <laughs> I love it. Not because of the coronavirus, though. Ah, Almost went with that as breaking news. Did you guys see, and, and I'm surprised our guy, Rami's not brought this to the air yet. Did you guys see the blurry picture of Stefan Diggs that got out today? Oh, yeah. oh I saw it, Judd. I most video, definitely saw it. A video of him working out in a Cardinal shirt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely getting traded to the Cardinals. This is definitely Actually, happening. we need to go to the to the Stephon yes. Diggs cryptic tweet desk here. <laughs> real quick. I haven't seen him tweet today. Um, whose account was that picture on of him in the oh, Cardinals jersey? I just saw the photo. Uh, but he has he's been NFL. active he's been yeah. active the last couple of days. If you guys want an update on yeah, Stephon but, Diggs and his cryptic tweets. Stephon Diggs to the Cardinals for Kyler Murray. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't think they're making that. Yeah, trade. probably not. <laughs> so in the last, uh, last last couple of days, Stefan Diggs has tweeted, airplane food ain't it, dot, dot, dot. Eon! Eon! Which, which means he flies first class. Yes. Because I, will, I can confirm after my flight, uh, no airplane f- uh, food and coach. Um, then, on that same day, tweeted, I know my worth. Hmm? Huh? Mm-hmm. Nothing ominous about this. R.I.P. Biggie. It was, I think, 20 years or 23 years. I don't know. It was the anniversary of Biggie being uh, gunned down. And then years, uh, yeah. yesterday he tweeted out, let's work. In a Cardinals. In a Cardinals shirt. Yes. Shirt, yes. Exactly. And that Eon! has been your Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet update from Mackie Thank and Judd. Thank you. With Rami here, but here let's, for you, Judd. let's get to the main event. Write this down of the week here. That would be write that down predictions and an accountability session. If you're new to the segment, all of us, and we bring in Jonathan Harrison, our producer, Manny Hill, all of us, and every single week we bring in a listener of the Mackie and Judd with Rami show, Justin in Rochester. We'll get him on the horn here in just a second. If you want to be part of this prediction segment, if you're a listener out there, uh, you can uh, you can either DM me at Phil Mackie on Twitter or another way to get in is you can go to the Score North app, you can download it, register, and you can enter to be part of Write That Down through the Score North app. Uh, but let's go through an accountability session here, gentlemen. Let's write this down. Let's start with Judd, who had nothing come off the board this week for the second straight week. Uh, I feel like you need to start making some more timely predictions here, Judd. I don't know why you keep pushing all your predictions into the future to salvage your batting. I'm, like Vi- I'm like the Vikings. I'm kicking the salary cap can down the road. Is this a strategy of yours? I won't talk about it. Okay. Okay. All right, Rob. Well, that's, that's competitive secrets. He will neither confirm nor deny. No, I mean, I'm doing something, but I'm not talking about what I'm doing. All right. Uh, Jonathan Harrison is the reigning defending batting champion from 2019. Asterisk. Still trophyless. You had two things come off the board, both Warriors related. You said the Golden State Warriors would not make the playoffs this season. Yeah. And by extension, you also said the war- the Warriors will not make the Western Conference Finals next season. Yeah. So you went two for two this week. Take that. Nice job. Manny Hill, you said the Wolves will beat the Bulls by at least 10 points last Friday. And they were up by 14 with like two minutes left. Rami thought it would be a good idea to counter Manny's prediction by saying the Bulls will beat the Wolves. I never said it was a good idea. By at least 10 points. I just said I had to. He didn't have a final write that down, and so he just took that one. 
You, you could have literally said, I disagree with Manny's prediction, and it would have been correct. Yeah. But you had to add. You had to add to it. Puff your bull's chest out. Yes. See, at the 90s, Rami. <laughs> Thanks. Okay? Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, Michael Jordan, he ain't walking through that door. Okay. Tony Kukoc. <laughs> Tony Kukoc. BJ Armstrong. Steve I mean, Kerr. at least we had that. It's true. Wow. Yeah. It's true. Hey, the Timberwolves had Luke Longley before he that's, was cool. That's right. That's right. And it worked out really well, didn't it? <laughs> My bad. Rami also predicted the Timberwolves would finish above 500 this season. Did I really? That is mathematically impossible. Hmm. What were you? You guys thinking? were all excited, especially after the 10 and 8 start. I mean, what was I thinking? They were 10 and 8, man. They were the oh. best team in basketball. I said the same thing. <laughs> Actually, oh. looks like I had more things come off the board than you even this week. Uh, I said the Twins would sign a starting pitcher to a four-year contract or more this offseason. They tried. They traded for one that could have up to five years or whatever, right? They tried hard. I also said U.S. Bank Stadium will host a WrestleMania in either 2020 or 2021. It was announced a few weeks ago that Los Angeles will host WrestleMania in 2021. The, The new stadium? That's being built? Yep, the new stadium. And Tampa might not have fans in it in a month when WrestleMania goes down there, but actually Vince McMahon is... Vince McMahon is going to say, kiss my ass to coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) And the listeners had nothing come off the board this week, so uh, we keep track of two things, batting average and home runs. And right now, Jonathan Harrison leads both categories. He's batting 400 with two home runs on the season. It's a long season, okay? Put your arms down. No. Stop. Stop doing that. <laughs> What's he doing? He's doing uh, the Chris Jericho. Or no, that's Rob, Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam yeah, pointing yeah. at himself with yeah. the thumbs. Yeah. I'm batting 294 with no home runs. Manny's batting 273 with no home runs. Rami 267 with no home runs. Judd at 250 with no home runs. And on March 11th here, three months into the season, or two and a half, the listeners are still over with no home runs. You guys ready to do this? Sure. Yeah, All right. Let's go. Let's get our guy here. Actually, it looks like Justin dropped out. Can you call him back? Jim <laughs> tweeted in, any plans to suspend listener participation and write that down due to the coronavirus? So, <laughs> in studio, on, yeah. I think we should put a stop hold to on a coming second. in studio. Two weeks ago, we called a guy who qualified to do write that down with us, and he had completely forgotten about it. And now Justin dropped off. No, he's there. He just tweeted, hey, I dropped off. Please call back. Okay, I thought he hung up on you. No, no, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. He has the number. He could just call back. No. Um, But we'll (laughs) get him back online. So, all right. Let's start with Judd Zolgad out there in Fort Myers, Florida. You fire away first. We'll go around the room. Judd, and then we'll go Rami, Jonathan, Manny, listener Justin when we get him back on the line. Write this down. Three trips around the horn. Go ahead, Judd. I am going to double down on Twins optimism and tell you guys, because we've been talking about this basically since I got here, Byron Buxton will play in 140 or more games this season. He's going to get to 140 or more this season. Another prediction that you will have to wait months to find out if it's correct. Oh, look at you going out of Write this down. All, but all of your concern about Byron Buxton, this feels like a reckless write-that-down prediction. That seems like a you. home run. That seems like one you should have kept in your pocket for home run edition. Oh, are you kidding? It's not a home run. I think that's a home my run. Good, if Buxton plays man. 140, hey, pull the room. If Buxton plays 140, that's a home run for Judd. I think so, yeah. A I'm home a, run, okay a home run pr- prediction is Byron Buxton plays 140 and is MVP of the World Series. No, that's... 
Do you want to go with far that? beyond a home run prediction? That's the home run edition. That's hitting it out of the ballpark. Jeff. Yeah, but you're going for but that's grand slam time. This is not grand slam time. You really don't want a home run for this? Well, I'll take it. I just don't <laughs> think it's the home. I don't I'm think saying. it's a home. Judd's run. like softball guy. It's just my swing, bro, guy. You know those, yeah. those softball exactly things that, right. that you can only hit two home runs and then it's an out. Oh, Muscle T-shirt, can't help hanging it. out. Can't help it. Judd's like a triple away from the cycle, and he hits a home run. He's like, no, no, no. I want the triple because I want to write it down. You like cycle. writing things down? <laughs> so true. All right, over to Rami Makloff. One week from today. <laughs> When we're sitting here for Write That Down, the Vikings will not have signed any free agents on the first official day that you can sign free agents. Okay. So, At this so, time next week. So, so free agency will have been open for... Couple two or three hours at this point. Well, and yeah, tampering but the for tampering 72. period will have gone on for forty eight hours. Okay, no, like uh, seventy two yeah. hours. So I will say, I would say, we'll go through the entire legal tampering period and a day of free agency, and the Vikings will not have signed anyone. So, it, it, and just to clarify here, mm-hmm. they can't sign anyone until like three hour at two o'clock Central Time on the Wednesday. Would you like to say haven't agreed to terms? Haven't agreed to terms with anybody. Okay. Thank you. Just want to make sure. Now, that doesn't include their own players. I'm saying they won't bring in a free agent player from another team. Okay. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Let's go to Jonathan. Sorry, I'm just trying to rewrite that for the 17th I was going to say. <laughs> Get your legal pad out. From any other team. Write this down. Uh, all three of mine are in honor of Minnesota United's home opener this weekend, which will still be going on according to a press release they just released just moments ago. Minnesota United will win their home opener against the New York Red Bulls this weekend. They're like the best team in the MLS. And like, what? Second best by a goal differential. If they nice don't play, play then what happens with your prediction? Then it's wrong. Then it's wrong. Okay. Yeah. Nice right. bunt. All right, Manny Hill. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Go ahead. I came on the air for this. <laughs> I mean, you came on the air. It's your job to come on the air. What's no, your, I know, but I, I, I expect that down or not, you're coming on the and air. And I get the Minnesota, I get the best team in the MLS is going to win a game. Two games in, boys. Uh, <laughs> two matches in, just for the record. All right, Manny, go ahead, yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. Write this down. And they the play pitch. it on a pitch. Yeah, yeah a pitch, mm-hmm. not a field. Way to go. Uh, Michigan. The Michigan State Spartans will make the Final Four. Write this down. Okay. By the way, the, just the question if, is: Will anybody be there in attendance to see it? Probably not. And if the tournament is not played, it is still incorrect. Doesn't matter how. Doesn't matter how yeah, the prediction fine. is correct or incorrect. That's write fine. this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Justin in Rochester. What's going on, man? You are the listener representative today. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How y'all doing? I think you're. You usually podcast the show. Is this your first time uh, partaking live at five o'clock? Well, other than maybe, say, before a Vikings night game on a Thursday night, perhaps. Uh, but generally speaking, that's correct. What is your least favorite take that any of us on the show has ever had? Well, are you talking about just MJR or back to the beginning of time between <laughs> you and Judd? Be- beginning of just time. Unclear. Beginning of time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, put a roof on it. Oh! <laughs> Wow, I'm honored. I'm honored, man. Didn't have to go back that far. Appreciate it. That's great. Write it down. You like writing things down. I want to thank. uh, This is Justin Rochester, Minnesota. Just for those who are clear, home of my sponsor today, the Mayo Clinic. Oh, you're selling something. Everybody's selling something. Is there, does Mayo Clinic have a promo code that you need to throw out there? Get half Uh, off your coronavirus testing. 
Yes, uh, the promo code is uh, Rochester's book for three years. You'll have to go to Arizona if you want to get tested. Yeah. But anyway, not just kidding. Write this down. All jokes aside, despite the Wilds' best efforts to tank, trade away their best players, they will not only make the playoffs, they will win their first round series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. Wow. Look at this. Love it. Coming out swinging, baby. Write it down. You like writing things down. Love it. That is that is a home run, by the way. If you pr- correctly predict the opponent and then the outcome, the Agreed. odds are so low. That has Agreed. to be a home run. All right, write this down. Write this down. Heard Rami and Courtney talking about this news on Purple Daily today. Rob Gronkowski has signed a WWE contract. And I agree with Rami. He is not good enough on the microphone. People think, oh, he's great on the microphone because he's gregarious. No, no, no. He's not going to be able to put together a coherent thought on the microphone. <laughs> and you can't just learn how to wrestle that quickly. Rob Gronkowski's tenure with the WWE will be a train wreck. It will be over by... They might get two WrestleManias out of him, but I'm going to say Rob Gronkowski's career with the WWE will not last until next WrestleMania. It'll be over before the 2021 WrestleMania. So basically a year and done. Not even as long as Ronda Rousey's. Write this down. Train wreck. Judd Zolgad? I'm going to remain on the uh, Twins positive bandwagon and tell you that Jose Barrios will have an ERA of 3.25 or below this season. His career low right now, 3.68. Okay. So he's going to have an ERA of below 3.25 for this season. And he's getting, by the way, the opening day start. Assuming that they have an opening day, March 26th in Oakland. Well, you get Judd down there in the 80 degrees in the sunshine. He's got Bucks and playing optimistic all of a sudden. Yeah, Rios. sunshine Judd. <laughs> There's not a lot in the Minnesota sports scene right now to be optimistic about, so I'm putting a lot of eggs in the uh, Twins basket. Write that down. Back to Rami Makloff. With the news today that NCAA tournament games will be played in empty arenas, essentially. And now we need the, like you're seeing here, the B-roll of empty arenas. Of empty arenas, of course, yes. I think that underdogs really feed off the energy of a crowd when you start to feel the wave of momentum in your favor. I love this take. No upsets in the first round of the tournament by anybody lower than a 10 seed. I love that Zero upsets by any teams lower than a 10 seed. That's a that's an amazing take, and you're Thank right. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's because all of a sudden, the crowd starts cheering for Lehigh, and Duke gets nervous, right? And kids start to miss free throws. Yeah. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember. Playing before no fans is going to freak both teams out, won't it? It's going to be really weird. It will be. Yes. Jonathan Harrison? Uh, Minnesota United will keep a clean sheet in their home opener this weekend. So Tyler Miller will not allow a goal this weekend for Minnesota United. Yeah, fair enough. Write it down. You like writing things down. Over to Manny Hill. Another uh, NCAA basketball prediction. Kansas will win the national championship. Kansas is going to win the NCAA tournament. Write Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right, write this down. I had, just in fairness, I I had written down some predictions earlier today, and one of them was because of coronavirus, the NCAA tournament will be played in front of no fans, and then that actually happened before the segment started, so I can't count that. So I'm going to say... Write this down. The NCAA tournament will not finished will not finish on its scheduled day. I'm trying to tell you that it'll either get canceled or pushed back. So the NCAA tournament, because of coronavirus, will not finish on its scheduled day. Whenever that that championship game is. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Judd out in Fort Myers. My last one, a wild take, highly controversial. 
Kirill Kaprasov, who's going to come over from the KHL and we believe going to play for the Wild next season, will lead the Wild in goal scoring next season. Mm. Even more goals than Kevin Fiala. Kirill Kaprasov will lead the Wild in goal scoring next season. Optimistic Judd, man. We don't get this optimistic Judd inside. Yeah, I like this Judd. The confines well, yeah, of Minnesota. coronavirus has people down, and I don't blame them. I don't feel like I need to pile on. All right. Justin in Rochester, you're up next. So, Phil, are you officially on record with your Twitter, Instagram, that the Twins will knock out the Yankees this uh, coming season? Are you on record for that or no? At Yankee Stadium, yes. Write this down. By hook or by crook, due to the fact that the permutations are so much more in my favor, the Twins will not knock, will not, not, not knock the Yankees out of the playoffs this season. Yes, Write that down. So you're just going against my prediction, basically. Uh, pretty much. I mean, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, or if they lose and they, you know, in the division round where we don't play them, I still get the point. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Twins are not. <laughs> and so I'm taking the other side of you because there's more ways for me to win. Aside from the fact that the Twins are not going to beat the Yankees in the playoff series. And really, if the Twins train wreck and miss the playoffs, you still get the point there, too, because they will have not knocked the Yankees out. <laughs> I'll make Write this, this down. You're the one who said that one, not me. <laughs> All right. Back. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back over. Is it on me now? Who, no, uh, it's, on, Rami. it's on Rami. Sorry. Oh, it's back to me? I lost it because we're all sitting in different spots yeah. now. I'm all That confused. came around fast. Um, is, yeah, third prediction ready? here. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to do the opposite of Judd, who's trying to take our mind off coronavirus. I'm going to make another coronavirus-based <laughs> prediction. Uh, opening day in Major League Baseball will be pushed back. I hate to say that. That breaks my heart to say that. It's probably true. But I'm also trying to you know, improve my batting average. So opening day in baseball will be pushed back. Write this down. Write that down. All right, Jonathan, go ahead. All right, Luis Amaria scored two goals so far through two games this season. He will score a hat trick this weekend to open up the home opener. Wow. That's three goals, right? Three In goals. soccer, it's three yep. goals, too? Just want to make yes. sure? Okay. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. All right, Manny Hill, your final prediction of the week. Judd's guy, Kevin Fiala, will represent the Minnesota Wild in the NHL All-Star Game in 2021. Yeah, he's going to wind up... There, Manny, I think it's you that... Somebody has a prediction of Kevin Fiala scoring 25 goals this season, and that was sort of laughable like a month ago, and now he's got 23. Yeah, I think it was me. <laughs> he's been amazing. Write this down. All right, Justin in Rochester, your final prediction of the week here. So are the listeners still O for the season up to this point? Yep, O for the season. Well... I got to make sure we come correct. So I'm going one single, which is what I just had, and another home run. Kirk Cousins will start less than ten games for the Vikings this season, either by injury or be traded. Ooh, the injury thing is interesting. I think I think that's a home run either way because he's he's been one of the most durable quarterbacks in the NFL over the last five or six years. So it's this more one... that I'm figuring. I'm 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 betting that he's going to get traded, but just on the off chance, I'm hedging a little bit, but. The fact that he doesn't get hurt does, as you said, make it a home run. Well, since you went up against my prediction last time, I'm going to go up against yours right now. Write it down. You like writing things down. Not in the same way, though. I'm not going to hedge. Kirk Cousins will get traded in the next two weeks. Whoa. Write wow. this down. Wow. Write this down. Write it down. Don't we you have like a home run edition down? coming up. You could have saved that for us, same as I said to Judd. Dude, these are hurting bombs right here, okay? I was right going to say, he's, you know what, man? Guys, we don't doing put a curling the, motion we right don't now for all the kids here. Bat in the rack, Rami, okay? We come out swinging every week. It doesn't matter if it's a home run week or not. Rami, not what direction is the uh, is the gym? Is it that way? I'm not How about the beach? Beach is over there, right there. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Write it down. 
Write it down. You like writing things down. And that's the segment wow. right there. <laughs> Write that down. You've been watching too many douchey dudes on The Bachelor. That's what's been going on here. Oh, so. man. We had devastation last night. Devastation? Devastation. Yeah, Jonathan, do you, you got that clip I sent you, right? We can, I will, yeah, I'll have We don't have to do it right now. Yeah. We'll tease it. Let's do it's it at... Bachelor clips, okay. Let's do it at uh, 6.05. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Write this down. I knew you'd say that. Uh, right, Justin in Rochester, system. thank you for representing the listeners today. Any final words or parting shots at the show? Uh, Rami, I take it back. That's not the worst take. That's the second... Phil's bachelor takes of any kind. Bachelor, bachelor, <laughs> those are the words. Thank I, you. I, I, I almost forgot how bad they were, but you had to remind me. So guess what? You were my guy before you were Judd or Romney's guy. Peace out. All right, man. Thanks, Justin like and Rochester, man. Appreciate it. Again, if you want to, if you want to participate in this segment, you can go download the Score North app, register, and enter to uh, to participate. And uh, you can also, if you DM me, we might be able to schedule you in later on this year as well. So I don't. I, you guys are making fun of it. It was devastation last night. Okay, I saw Twitter was Dude, Twitter was alive with Bachelor. Bachelor mom Barb was not happy with who her bachelor son. Bachelor mom Barb Barb was not happy with who her son chose to spend Barb the rest of his to life. Stay with. the hell out of it. That's his choice and his life. That's what a lot of people are saying, Rami. That's what or a lot of people are saying. Or, God, I have an I have an opinion on the Bachelor. All right. Or was it scripted? Guess. Uh, have guess you ever noticed, R- Rami? The more you get to know Phil, the more you know he likes scripted shows that aren't scripted. Yes. Yes, I've noticed this about him. I'm I, just saying. I, I really hope that the NFL goes in this direction at some point. <laughs> Bills well, and Browns would be much more appealing hold on, a second. on CBS. I'm Kirk Cousins, and on page eight, I am not going to throw an interception. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Uh, when we come back, we will also dive more into the latest on coronavirus's impact on the Minnesota sports world. If you uh, if you missed us off the top of the show, there's all kinds of developments today. All right, back with more Mackie and Judd with Rami here in just a second. We'll check back in with Judd from Fort Myers. We'll wrap with Royce from the TCL Studios here in the Twin Cities. And we've just had these TCL Studios on ESPN and other news networks all day just following coronavirus news and just seeing cancellations or postponements of big time sporting events so it's been it's been pretty surreal ordinarily we're we're watching sporting events with i don't know full arenas and crowds and all of those things popping in 4K picture quality and that's what you get with TCL TVs you get the best picture quality you get the most entertainment and streaming options if you're a cord cutter like myself and you rely on Hulu YouTube TV and just straight up streaming channels instead of cable or satellite you're not going to find a better TV option. And even if you are a cable or satellite subscriber, it's an easy menu to toggle back and forth between streaming channels and cable and satellite. TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. Jonathan here with the Score North Download. You can join myself, Dan Terrar, Callum Williams, and Kendra D. St. Aubin this Sunday for Score North's coverage of the Minnesota United home opener as they take on the New York Red Bulls. Pre-game at 5.30, kickoff at 6 right here on Score North and the free Score North mobile app. If you missed the news earlier today, Judd Zolgad tweeting out that according to Rocco Baldelli, the Twins starter for the opener this season will be one Jose Barrios. He will start the season opener for the Twins. That's been your Score North download. Now back to the final segment of the day of Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison. Judd down there in Fort Myers, Florida. Jonathan, I'm going to try and 
email you a clip here that we'll okay. play at some point before the end of the show. Uh, but just for people who are jumping in their cars and who are looking for updates or maybe haven't heard the latest updates, here are the latest updates on how coronavirus is impacting the sports world and Minnesota. The NCAA announced a couple hours ago that the men's and women's NCAA tournaments will be held without fans. The Twins and Mariners are not going to play their second series of the season in Seattle. They don't know where they're going to play yet, but they can't play in Seattle just based on the new government restrictions. I don't think you can gather more than 250 people in one place right now. And it might be Target Field, Phil. It could be Target Field. It could be Peoria. Or it could just not be played, which is sort of the direction this might be headed in. The University of Minnesota has canceled all in-person classes across all five campuses starting this upcoming Monday. Penn State has closed its arena to fans for this Saturday's one-game Big Ten hockey semifinal against the Gophers. The Ivy League has canceled all spring sports. Full stop, canceled all spring sports. The Chicago St. Patrick's Day Parade has been canceled. That's great news. That's just a mess. As a Chicago guy, yeah. I mean, really, parades in general, but especially St. Patrick's Day Parade. I'm out on parades, too. Yeah, I'm out on parades. Just the worst. Killjoys. And also, uh, multiple conference basketball tournaments will be played in empty arenas now. And the uh, the NCAA wrestling tournament, which was going to have the championship rounds here at U.S. Bank Stadium, 40,000-plus tickets sold. That will be a competition without fans you know, as well. Sometimes events like this, what we're going through right now, they create new norms in society, and, and sometimes that's a good thing. And I think that might be the case here with coronavirus. I think people will be cleaner, more aware of their health and their day-to-day habits and lifestyle, wash their hands maybe a little bit more often, and maybe this will just end parades. Maybe we'll just realize we don't need parades at the end of this. It'll be the end of parades. You realize a year from now, most likely people are going to completely forget to wash their hands again, right? Because that's people. They're like, I was last year. I'll be fine this year. It should change their habits. I don't have confidence it will. But the parade thing, yeah, the parade thing, you're not wrong. Parades do stink. It'd be so great if this was the end of parades. I was just kidding. Uh, and if if you guys don't think that the NCAA is serious about uh, shutting down the men's basketball tournament to fans, they uh, I'm looking at a tweet here, a report there are looking to move the Final Four out of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta into a smaller venue that they can just play basically yeah. and make it studio basketball. So this isn't just a first or second round thing. This is clearly an initiative to have the whole men's basketball tournament played in what amounts to a basketball studio. Yeah, that's I mean think about it. The reason why you have these tournament games inside such large venues is because of the fans and yep. ticket sales, right? So, you know, could you... Th- this is such uncharted territory, it's so hard for us to wrap our heads around, and I'm a wrestling geek. I'm even thinking, like, so WrestleMania is coming up. You Like, the whole point of wrestling is good guys and bad guys and fans and stuff, like sporting events, and Rami brought up the underdog factor in the NCAA tournament, and the band is playing, and the crowd is going nuts and rooting for the underdog. No band. There'll be no band at these things. Could you put one guy out there with a trumpet at least? I like put guy. the tuba player out there. Tuba guy? Wah, wah. <laughs> Amen. Bring out the tuba players. Jonathan, were you a tuba player? You, you look like a tuba player. I was a tuba player. <laughs> you look like a tuba player. Proud tuba player. You look like a tuba player, by the way. Jonathan, not a compliment. No, no, I'm taking it as a compliment because I loved playing the tuba. Well, that's great, but you shouldn't take it. You you look like a tuba player is akin to you looked like the fat kid in school. I don't care. I was the fat kid in school. Oh, so was I. I mean, 
Sounds like Jonathan was more comfortable with his chubbiness in school than Judd was. Yeah. It's probably true. I'm just I'm just trying to clarify that this is not a oh you look like a tuba player. It's not like you look like a lead guitarist. That's yeah, well, I mean the tuba player. Judd, you look like a okay. you look like a woodwind player. Exactly. <laughs> don't, I don't even want to go there. All right. I I, I we haven't uh, we haven't indulged in much or nearly as much bachelor bachelorette conversation over the last twelve months on the show as I would like personally. I would love just yeah. A what's full going hour on with that? You don't, I mean, we depend on you to bring it to the table. If you don't bring it, we don't bring it. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I just get so much backlash from the audience. Like, why are you talking about the Bachelor again? I don't know because it's awesome and hilarious. And Chris Harrison is the best host on TV. He's a really good self aware. He's a really good host. I have to give him. I have to give him credit for that. He now knows, like he knows that he's a caricature, yeah. and his only job during the season is to just show up during the most tense moments, walk in with a ten thousand dollars suit, and say things like, "All right, this is the final rose, everyone." Uh, all right, and then he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> so last night, I'm going to set this up. You guys, this is the finale. You right? have to hear this clip, okay? And I apologize. ABC has been pulling all the high, the high quality versions of this clip, and so this is kind of I like know. I don't even know if this audio is going to work that well. This is kind of crappy, like captured from the TV audio. Here's the setup, okay? Peter is the bachelor, mm-hmm. and you start off with thirty women, and he had it down to two, and he was in love with both. His mom Barb loved Hannah, hated Maddie. Okay, is there always a Hannah Phil? Is yes. this the same yes. Hannah? Different Hannah? It's a different Hannah okay. than the one that he fell in love with last season. But that so. Hannah was on the season earlier, was she not? She made an appearance early. Okay. But she's right. long since gone, okay? Right. So hopefully this audio is good enough. So this is the moment where Chris Harrison asks... So so Peter has chosen at this point, after some back and forth, Maddie, the gal that his mom hates, okay? And so Chris Harrison asks his mom, and, and this is live studio audience last night, live TV, all right, now that your son has chosen... Maddie, who you've expressed that you would rather him choose Hannah, how do you feel about it? Okay, let's roll tape. Barb, how do we turn the page and, and give this a shot together? Chris, he's going to have to fail to succeed. That's it. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine <laughs> wow. taking the love of your life home and saying, listen, I mean, right, love Mom, of your life? Let's put that in air quotes. <laughs> let's, 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 Are we, <laughs> let's be fair and put that in air quotes. Are love we of your sure life. that that's really his mother, too? Well, and just for the audience, because it was crappy audio, she said, he's it. going to have to learn, he's going to have to fail yeah. to succeed. She basically just said, they'll be divorced, with, but maybe he'll find the right with one. With her sitting right yeah. there. It's yeah. You guys aren't answering my question. Are we convinced that's really mom? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Or is that a paid out? I'm with you, Judd, that a lot of this is scripted and planned out ahead of time. No doubt about it. But I don't think, I don't think, I don't I don't think, think they're hiring okay, actors. Okay, I'm just, I, just to play the skeptic here. I don't think they're hiring actors to play parts. And we would, fi- we would find out about that. These, I mean, all these people have a hometown, someplace where they came from, somebody who met their mom who's watching this thing and would go straight to, like, the Inquirer or whatever is the Internet equivalent of that today and say, yeah, that wasn't his mom. I don't know who, I don't know who that was, but that definitely was not his mom. It's amazing, man. Uh, listen, so, all right, uh, this is who I'm going to marry and spend the rest of my life with. Mom, what do you think? Well, I think you're going to have to learn to fail to succeed. What Alrighty. was her reaction to that? What was both their reaction to that? Well, she she dove in even more and just started like cutting open a vein on the reasons why she doesn't like Maddie in front of Maddie. What were and the was, reasons? Curious. Uh, that God, she... I hate myself for being curious, <laughs> but I'm curious. Honestly, one of them is that she doesn't drink. 
and her son she likes doesn't to, drink and her son likes to party a little bit. Yeah. Well, and mom's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't drink, and uh, she's a little bit self-centered. You know, well, I, I can deal with you being self-centered if you'll tip a cocktail back once in a while. That'll loosen but, you up. Yeah. You know, so there's your bachelor update right there. We also have uh, more breaking coronavirus news. If you guys want it. The Big Ten Tournament, today is the only day the Big Ten Tournament will have fans in attendance. They are closing the doors tomorrow to the Big Ten Tournament. So you'll uh, you'll Wait. probably have that across all conference tournaments. They're going to allow people in today, but tomorrow close the doors. I think they've because they've already been allowing the people golfers in today. are playing right now, and nobody's there, so it doesn't really. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's Minnesota's hope. playing today. We don't. We can start the band tomorrow. Nobody's trying to see this anyway. I just also saw a tweet that the NBA is now considering pushing back its entire calendar, and the National Hockey League is considering the same thing. Yeah, so crazy. I mean, so. this is, we are going to have games just canceled here pretty soon. Yeah. So today was uh, yeah today was the culmination of uh, of all of these leagues and teams and and tournaments trying to figure out what to do. Patrick Royce, we welcome you into the show and. Uh, now, last time we talked to you, we were kind of trying to figure out, all right, what's this coronavirus stuff? That was only 48 hours ago. And now we're just seeing full-scale, not cancellations in full-scale yet, but fans are going to be banned from uh, arenas and stadiums, and we'll see where this goes from here. Yeah, or a bunch of idiots. But, uh, but uh, you know, Mark Emmerich, you know, he, he couldn't resist uh, trying to be a superstar on this thing. I just don't – I do not know – what happens here? What 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 happens when we uh, take it on next? We think we're not going to ever live our lives here until this thing disappears into the vapor. Well, which for, it's well, not do. well. First of all, I would I would say two things. Number one, what's the downside for a few weeks being overly cautious when we already know that Italy has been exponentially multiplying cases day by day by day. Like, what's the what's the yep, downside yep, yep, of, all right, yep. let's pump the brakes on all of this for, like, three or four weeks and just evaluate and see what happens? Uh, well, I guess the downside is that uh, we, we don't, you know, that we, we ruin the economy, we ruin everything, and who knows what the bottom line is. Who, who knows when I'm, when, how long do we wait? How long do we wait? Two months, we don't do anything for two months. We don't live our lives for two months, and then we hope that it's gone. I I don't get that. I don't understand that. I don't under you know what we have no time limit on this. We have no idea where's it going to go if if we don't do anything. If we all just stay in our houses, where's it going to go? Well, I, mean, I think if we if we all gather in arenas, it heightens the chances that all of us are going to wind up with coronavirus, and and three percent of us will die. So, well, that's uh, you know, uh, that's uh, I don't know. I went to uh, I went to the girls' basketball tournament today. They had four or five thousand there, and uh, and I talked to as many people as I could and said, "What's your what's your fright level?" And basically, it's running about zero. So, but I, I don't know. And that included some people in my age groups, by the way. So I, I just don't know what the, you know, what where, where, where we're headed. Have like, you stopped shaking we, hands, Pat? Do we, do, no, I don't care. I, it, hmm. is, is it going hmm. to disappear? Is it going to disappear? 
That is the question that I have, because I'm with Phil. I think that these are reasonable measures to take, but I have the same question you do, Pat, which is, is this just going to be life until we have a cure or a vaccine to this thing? Because it doesn't just go away. This isn't just going to disappear. This is this is part of the world now. We just we have to deal with it. So and 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 the other thing is, you get it this year, you can get it next year. This is this is the this is a glorified glorified very dramatically uh, uh, you know something that grows very dramatically, but you can get it the next again next year. You're not because you have it once doesn't mean you're not going to have it again next year. Except now instead of having the uh, flu season, we're going to have the coronavirus season, right? Yeah, I think year. I think the big. I mean, I think like if you look at next year, ideally. You'd have ten to twelve months runway to prepare, or six more months runway. And like part of the problems that I'm seeing, just in reading, and I'm not an expert, just reading stories, is that you've got too many people in really many countries that are getting sick and need care, and you're and we're we're essentially infiltrating hospitals with too many people for that, their staff to take care of. And, that is probably the number one thing: is that uh, the hospitals can't take care of the sick people. So. So we just, uh, I, I don't know what we do. What do, what do we, but we no longer think there are safe states. we got to close down the nation, right? I mean, even because, has anybody heard about it? Does Canada have this, by the way? Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Al- Alberta's got like 14 cases. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I just don't know what the, as I've said before, I don't know what the end game is by not doing anything. Pat, you can rest. I you can by, you can rest easy knowing that at least on this show we have an expert in Judd Zulgad in social distancing. So if you need any tips out yes, there, right. Judd is here to help. People. I was practicing it today with Rocco and the boys here. I was uh, six mm-hmm. feet away. We were having nice <laughs> conversations. Uh, I was yelling. They were yelling. It became it was fun. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Yeah. How do Rios do? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> what? Yeah, now what? Uh, but we can't. You know, the the idea of moving games to another state that's off the rail radar now because there are no longer hotspots. And Ohio has declared a hotspot with a, a, a place with that many people and has had four cases. And the governor wants to shut the state down. Then, then what? Where's the safe place? Where, where's where? Where are we going to go? It's it, it's state by state right now. It, it's your decision basically, and because the the uh, the Mariners Twin Series, which is the second series right now, there's discussions about it being played either in Peoria, Arizona, where the Mariners train in spring training, Pat, or at Target Field. So we are technically well, right now a play. safe place. We have to be idiots to accept it in Target Field in March twenty. I agree with you, but I asked the question today, Pat. I said, can baseball invoke it and just do it? And and I was told they can do whatever they want. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the thing to do is say the baseball, send everybody home from Florida, the players, everybody else, like the year of the strike, like the year of the, uh, what do we call them, the replacement players. Yep. Send everybody home. Tell us. Uh, come back on April 15th, perhaps, or maybe, and then we'll just play, have two weeks of spring trading and start her up at the end of April and play however many games are left or, uh, you know, or just 
do these uh, piecemeal solutions. You know, I, you know I, I certainly would not say you should play in Seattle, but I don't see anything wrong with playing in Arizona. You know, Royce, yeah, right now I find myself in a very comfortable condo, and I might be stuck here for quite a while. So I might just quarantine myself. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. That's, there's all all kinds of people doing that. I guess so we we had didn't we have a couple of athletes who quarantined themselves from someplace? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the bottom line is. I'm not doing anything different, and that you know, and I'm supposedly high risk. I know one thing: if they ever get a if they ever get a uh, serum for this, I'm going to get a shot before any of you guys. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Sid and I are going to get a shot before you, young. <laughs> Sid's got Sid's fine right now. He told the coronavirus get low. Listen, coronavirus, you might infect <laughs> other people, but you're not going to affect me. Yeah, I don't know. What do you? What do you? I, I mean, I'm what? 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 Phil and the Rami, they uh, they they worry about germs more than I do. So what? Yeah. What do you want to do? What do you think should be done? I don't, well, I... Why, why even bother to play the NCAA tournament? Why bother? Well, if you want to watch it on TV in an empty arena, but, you know, I think I'm okay with... I if, wasn't going to be there anyways. I'm watching it on TV no matter yeah. what. I mean, this, Pat, this is my theory. We, we talked about this off the top of the show today. If If the four of us talking right now, if we were told, all right, listen, forget about stopping coronavirus. Your goal is to spread it as fast as you can. We, you know, and what's your blueprint? I'd say, well... Let's try to put like twenty and fifty thousand people in the same place at once and in close quarters. So I think I, I'm okay with for the next few weeks just getting rid of large gatherings in arenas. But as far as so how far do you go with this? Base, should we play the baseball season without fans? I I need a month to figure. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't know. know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But but I think your general like to, to the point of I think what you're getting at is. You got to live your life at some point, and in wh- where do you draw these lines? And I, I'm okay not yeah, drawing I mean, them if, yet. What if it's what if it's July, and we still are getting more cases? Yeah, I, then what do we do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Luckily, we got the trumpeter. He's going to talk to us tonight, so we're all. He will. Yeah, yeah. and cool. Pat will be in studio taking your phone calls right after it. Six five one six four six eight two five five. The post game show. The Corona post game yeah, show. You want to do Corona event line tonight? <laughs> I don't know, but I knew Mark Emmert couldn't resist. I knew he couldn't resist. You know, he's the guy that thought he should be the prosecutor on the Sandusky trial. That moron. You know, the fact that we had uh, very capable law enforcement people taking care of that. He had idiot had to get involved there. So yeah, I don't trust him. So all right, well, Pat, we got to run. We're up against it. We'll talk to you again on Friday show. All righty. All right. See, see ya. All right. I just threatened to stay at the man's place for a month and got no reaction. <laughs> Well, did, I think did his, you see the Woj bomb, boys. Yeah, I'll just read this for the audience here. This what? reporting no, with it. Zach Lowe. I think I'm reading the right tweet here. Yep, that's Con- one I'm reading. Consensus among owners on the board of governors call with the NBA league office was either continue the season with no fans in arenas or have NBA take a hiatus for a period of time. NBA is expected to have a decision as soon as Thursday on the next steps. I haven't seen anything similar with the NHL, but I mean the I mean the Timberwolves could end their season now and. Pierre Lebrun re- reported that the that the hockey people are basically on the same page. Okay, I bet you we see both of these seasons delayed this week at some point. Interesting. Well, we'll keep you posted. Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. This is Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and we will see you guys tomorrow.
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.